Thanks for tuning into the Jim Miller Podcast. On today's podcast, it's my old man, Pat, and myself sitting down back at the gym. And we're going to be going over the results from the Holloway Aldo card uh, and also the Hunt versus Lewis card. Uh, we also get into some parenting uh, issues and stories and tips and, and uh, some of our experiences uh, being fathers. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy. Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Jim Miller Podcast. This is episode one Woo. of the Jim Miller Podcast. Um, and it might sound, if this is the first time that you guys are tuning in because it's it's uh, it's branded this way and stuff like that now, um, we're kind of uh, experienced with this stuff. You know, we've had the like 30 some odd podcasts prior to this. You can say we're professional. We are. We're, yeah. We're <laughs> pretty, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go to <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> if you get <laughs> uh, we could easily be professionals. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I was going to start the podcast off with saying something like, you know, I mean, if a, if a heroin addict sucks dick for <laughs> 10 bucks, <it's laughs> they're technically a professional. Pat, yeah, (laughs) you're just letting people know what this podcast is about. Yeah, they're technically a professional. So, uh, (laughs) so there you go. There's your first taste. Uh, So, um, in case you thought this was going to be classy, yeah. In case we we check the boxes, explicit, mature audiences only. Um, we've been busy. Well, Pat's been busy. I've been a little bit busy. The old man hasn't been doing shit. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we've been in and out the last couple of weeks. We're transitioning over. This is the first podcast that's going to be on Blog Talk Radio. Um, so if you're listening from there, hello, guys. How you doing? Um, what radio? Blog Talk Radio. Oh. That's that's our, our, our hosting site now. Uh, moving on up. Moving on up. Yep. Switching on <laughs> over. Um. So we we missed a couple cards. Um, we're just going to dip back to uh, UFC 112, um, and really, I think we're just going to go over the. the I don't all think we should go back fight. to 112, but I wouldn't mind talking about 212. Oh, 212, yeah. 112 is a long time. Uh, right? Yeah, that's dipping way yeah, back. It's been a long day. <laughs> we dude. don't have that kind of time. Long day. Um, I I sat by a pool and swam with the kids like all day. That's not easy. I'm beat. <laughs> <laughs> I trained before that, so. Um. Yeah, uh, Aldo versus uh, versus Holloway. Um, you know, we Pat advised me to say something about like uh, gas tanks or something like that in the in the uh, the title of this because um, not only in the previous card uh, last night, but uh, Aldo kind of gassed out in this fight against Holloway and. Um, Max was able to capitalize and, and you know, kind of weather some storms uh, earlier in the fight. And it that was probably uh, close to the most unanswered strikes that I've seen before a stoppage. Uh, I think it was like two minutes of him just punching the hell out of Jose uh, until the ref stepped in. Um, you know, Jose was moving, but it was still, it was like, you could have stepped in there a little sooner. I think so. I, I 
you know, the only thing in my mind, the only reason to let it go is because Jose's the champ, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. if that was a regular fight, if it was not a title fight, stop it 100%. And the only reason I would have let it go as far as they did, well, I could see it is because he's the champ and he should. Yeah. He should get a little more time than most people. They, they're... They're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to, like, as the ref, you're not supposed to have a a, a different, like, set of uh, criteria for different fighters, but they do, and they admit it. Um, and you, you kind of, okay, you kind of see it. Like, you know, this is, a, this is an instance where, uh, you know, by definition, it's prejudice, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. But, but like, he's a, he's a tough dude, and like guys that have gone through it and come back from it. Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar gets a little bit more time than most people because he's shown that he can come through it, you know. And there are guys that have weak chins or along the end of their career where they, you know, the chin starts weakening up, where it seems like it's a little bit quicker of a stoppage and. Uh, it honestly kind of should be like that. It it makes sense, right? Like, if I was the ref and I have a kid, it's his first fight in the UFC, and I don't know, you know, he's a younger mm -hmm. kid, how experienced he is. Yeah, I'm going to stop it. I'm yeah. going to stop it once he's in danger and not defending. But if you got a guy like Frankie Edgar or Jose Aldo, this is not their first fight. I'm going to give him a second to fight out of it. Unless, you know, something egregious, obviously, they're going out cold, you're going to jump in. But yeah. what I saw in the Holloway fight, I thought it was fine. Mm. Yeah, it was uh Hey, Jose's always got the option to tap too, right? He does. If he, he doesn't does. want to be in there anymore, he can yeah. say stop and it yeah. stops. You know, and it not even tap, just just cover. I mean at that point all he had to do was just, just cover and he's gonna take three or four shots and without moving and uh and that's gonna be it. Um But yeah, so now now what to do with with Holloway, you know? Uh Everybody's lining up for him. Yeah, everybody's lining up. Frankie um, is, in my opinion, the guy. Um, you know, Cub has been adamant about getting his shot. Um, but the issue is that Frankie just beat Cub. Like, it wasn't that long ago. You're not talking about two years ago that he beat him. Uh no, Frankie's ahead of Cub, no matter was, how you it was, slice it. It was pretty recent, you know. And and I'm a huge fan of Cub, huge fan. Um, but Frankie has to be ahead of him. He has to. Uh, you know, and and yeah, it's the they trying to make the biggest fights they can and all that stuff. And um, you know, Frankie's been in however many title fights at this point, uh, or you know, gotten the opportunity. Uh, at you know rematches at 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 55 and then coming in at at 45 and getting a shot at Aldo and then getting another shot at him and um, but he, he's he he just beat him yeah <laughs> fair yeah. is fair he just beat him there's so. and I love both guys I think they're both great fighters but you there's no there's no comparison there's no way around that yeah hey uh. Matt Stevens is asking, do you think that Max's pressure was the reason Aldo didn't throw his signature leg kicks? Um I don't I don't know. You know, I I I think that like 
knowing how a guy's going to come out and knowing, you know, because because Holloway's a, he's an aggressive guy. He's not he doesn't sit back, um, you know, and point guys out. He he fights. He fights hard, and he and he's he's always attacking. That's the perfect candidate to to be kicking somebody, you know. And the thing is, is you don't know what Aldo has has to deal with because leg kicking sucks. Leg kicking is one of those things that it it does hurt. It one it tires you out, you know. Um, and you're speaking from you as the kicker. As the kicker, throwing a kick low, you're you're actually like catching your body weight. Um. So you're basically doing like a one-legged squat on the other leg, and it's more fatiguing than throwing your leg high. Throwing your leg high, the weight of your leg carries you through. And that's where your power is coming from. Where a low kick, you have to torque into it a little bit more, and then you have to catch yourself and kind of stop yourself. So you, you use more energy, and when you throw a volume of them, it, it's very fatiguing. But, um, you know, I've gone through it where you, you develop the weapon and you start using it, and then you start using it without pads on in a fight and it affects you you bang your shins up you bang your feet up um and if you hop into another camp right after that you're you're still going to be dealing with it so he very well might have injuries that are preventing him from from being a kicker or at least throwing them a lot you know and you you get to that point where you could be getting over it and but you haven't been kicking as much in in practice to where then you know fight time comes and you don't throw it as as much as you you normally do um, it's just kind of one of those things. It, it's there's always going to be a uh, the possibility of those those little injuries that don't prevent you from getting to the cage, but they prevent you from doing the things that you kind of used to do. I would think too that Holloway's footwork would have more to do with with Aldo not throwing the kick than anything else, right? He seemed like he, he was moving a lot. He didn't look like he was a very stationary target to set up. His pressure looked yeah. like it was coming at angles. Yeah, you know, I, and I mean that's the thing is it's as a as a fighter, you, I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard to look at it f- from Jose's point of view. You know, none of us can. He's the only one that saw that fight from his point of view, and he's the only one that ever will see that front fight from his point of view. You know, cornering my brother, somebody who has spent, you know, countless hours on the mat with I don't know what he's what's going through his mind what his body feels like during a fight you know it's like and you can be asking for something very basic from somebody and you you still you still don't know what's happening yeah if everything's hunky-dory and everything's running perfectly you ask somebody to throw a combo they should be able to throw the combo but maybe you're freaking you know your your knees hurt or something like that or your you know Dan in the in the Paul Harris fight got ripped to the liver while he was continued to fight most people that get ripped, ripped you know take a liver shot or down they're done that's it that's the fight you know he's fighting through it and dealing with that pain so then it's like you don't know that i couldn't i couldn't tell how he felt i could just tell that he wasn't listening <laughs> and he wasn't doing what i was asking him to do you know, and that's just kind of the way that it goes. And I've done that to him, and uh, it's just it's just one of those things that, from like a, a corner's point of view, you have to you have to know that your guy's not always, you know, you're not always seeing everything. And then from you know the outside looking in at any of these fights, 
you never know. Like I said, the only one that knows how Jose Aldo felt is Jose Aldo. And that's that's really it. So, uh, Or what the timing was like or anything like that. So um, it's tough to it's tough to make those those calls sometimes because he he has like kicked the hell out of a lot of guys and he wasn't throwing them and you I mean unless he comes out and says why you're not going to know was it the game plan or was it something that that caused him to not throw them who knows I would say that uh, th that post fight Holloway put up something. You know, basically saying what a champ Aldo is. Mm -hmm. There's some controversy about how, how his legacy mm -hmm. would be remembered. I'm not confident no. that Aldo's done. Mm -hmm. I think he's he's going to come back. We don't know exactly, you know, what Aldo showed up. But, you know, I think that made me like Holloway a little bit more. Yeah. And, uh, listen, man, Aldo came out there. He, he put it on the line. He fought like hell. He didn't get the outcome he wanted. But he's one of the best, and he helped build that division. There's yeah. no... There's no argument yeah. around it. No. I, I mean, even if he's even if he's done at this point, okay, he's taken too much damage. He's not the fighter that he used to be. Let's say that. I don't think that, but let's let's say that. All right, and then, he, you know, he'll win one, lose one, something like that, and then retire. Who who has that not happened to? You know, was, was Chuck Liddell the same when he ended his career, as he was when he was ripping people apart in the early 2000s? No, absolutely no, not. he wasn't. Like, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think that Rich Franklin beats him if it's Chuck from a few years prior to that. I don't think he knocks him out. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree. You know, and is Chuck Liddell's legacy ruined because of the way that his career went Towards the end of his, to the towards the end of it. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know, you're you're not. It gets blown around, and unfortunately, uh, some fighters kind of go along with it, and some of the promoters go along with it, uh, saying that you're only as good as your last fight, and that's bullshit. Bullshit. You know, the the, the only reason that's getting said is so that somebody has. Uh, some power over you in the negotiations for your next contract. Uh, you know, y your legacy in the sport is your is your career, is the whole thing, is the the sum of all parts, not not just one night or two nights. You know, uh, I think if you could, like, I think John Jones is in jeopardy of of ruining his legacy. Yes. He's one of the most talented, if not the most talented fighter ever, but he just keeps fucking up, yeah. and that will become his legacy. Yeah. You know? Unless he, listen, the guy could still turn around, he's still a young guy, but something like that I see, you know, tainting what you've done, but for a guy like Aldo, who just shows up and fights, yeah. no, that his legacy is cemented. He's yeah. one no. of the best. Uh, I mean, he's he's, he's He's always going to have the respect of his peers. You know, he was a guy that came in and and was an extremely dominant champion and, and somebody that was very well respected. And his his skill set and his approach were respected. Um, you know, and like I said, he's not he's not done yet. He had, you know, got caught with a punch, got hit with a punch against McGregor. I mean, 
whether that was drilled and planned and all that stuff on McGregor's part, hey, man, maybe maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But uh, it doesn't mean anything. It's still one shot. And sometimes that shot lands and, and, and hurts you, and sometimes it doesn't. You're, we're talking about freaking you know, milliseconds and, and fractions of inches when it comes to, to knocking somebody out. Um, you know, the difference between landing that, that knockout blow and, a, and you know, a shot that, that just hurts somebody or misses or just glances or something like that is it's too, too small of a, uh, a piece in time to really, uh, you know, put too much weight on. That's a fight I would like to see again. Is uh, is Aldo McGregor? If yeah. It, if it really went down, Alex Greco is asking if Holloway and McGregor rematch today, what happens? Um, I don't know, man. I, I I think that Holloway has made a lot of improvements since they fought. Um, you know that I believe that was a fight that McGregor hurt himself, hurt his knee. Um, so you don't know how he performed. But uh, it, it'd be a fun one to watch. I, I mean, it's not going to happen at 45. I don't. McGregor's not coming back to 45. I don't think, and I don't think he's coming back to MMA. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just he's he's got an, he's got an opportunity. Even though now they're pushing it back, pushing it back to like October or whatever, or something like that. Um, he's got an opportunity to make more money in boxing than. He wouldn't MMA, so he'd be a fool to do anything until that Mayweather fight yeah. happens. No, just exactly monetarily, because the yeah. only thing he can't make himself any more attractive, even nope. if he goes out and beats anybody, it's, it's not going to matter. Yeah. And the risk is, yeah, you lose in that fight is different. Yeah. He'd be an imbecile to fight until yeah. that happens. Yeah, you know, and it sucks. <laughs> it sucks for uh, the lightweight division, and and uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things that it. As a as a competitor, it blows when your your division's kind of locked down like that. At least the the championships. Well, it shouldn't uh, be locked down. Well, it's it still <coughs> is. You know, because who the fuck wants another interim title? Who wants another interim? Well, don't title? do an interim title. Strip him of his fucking belt and say, "Go fight like, Mayweather, and we'll have somebody beat a champ." You fucking retire when you come back. We'll give you a fucking title shot. But don't make an interim belt. But Just be like. Okay, go do your fucking money-making thing and get the fuck out of here. The UFC <laughs> is making money off of the boxing match, and if they strip him of the title, it devalues him. They're not going to strip him of the title. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. I agree with you. but And also, like like you said, so they strip him of the title, they give it to somebody else, and then when he comes back, he gets an instant title shot. What's the difference between that and, inter and an interim title? Well, I don't know. Man. You just got really? scienced. Science. <laughs> science. Science. <laughs> you know, Speaking I, of science, Amr says it. Well, hold on here a second. Why can't you strip him of his fucking belt? I You're going to shut down a whole division on Demetrius well, Johnson for because, yeah. oh, oh, I don't like the guy yeah. or I don't fucking want him to fight or he's not making me fucking money. I, I Your agree guy, a guy who's going to break the record would break the fucking record. And no, you got to fight who I tell you you fight. But, oh, Bisbane. You want to fight a guy who hasn't fought in three years? Well, we'll give it to you. Yeah. You want to fight Uel? No. Yeah, no. we'll give no, you, <laughs> you know, Connor, who do you want to fight? Oh, well, let me fight Nate at at 70s. Because, yeah. oh, J 
Jim Miller might have been on the table too because they talked to him when they were looking for somebody. No, uh, they, hold on. They didn't. They didn't talk to me. I talked to them. I said, "Put me in, coach." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a guy who fought 55s his whole career. So well, we can't do that fight yeah, because no. if he loses. Well, then he lost to a 55. At least we can make the excuse, well, he lost to a 70-pounder. That was the most brilliant move ever. How can you lose and still be relevant? Right. That was, and get that your was immediate it. title shot at yeah. 55. Awesome. Well played. Yeah. yeah. But it's business. Amr um, says that without cocaine, John Jones won't be the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, who says he's going without cocaine? <laughs> really? Come on, man. That takes a, an, an amount of stones that's just like, I mean, or lack of brains, however, <laughs> however you want to say it, to a week before a fight just go out and get fucking destroyed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a, honestly, like, to use that as a crutch. Like, it's spectacular to be able to come into a fight after that and perform. Yeah, that's not... It's spectacular. That's like, not ideal. That is, yeah, that is not ideal, and it is, it's kind of proof that he is the best fighter that has ever been. But it is also the sign of, like, a very weak man <laughs> to, like, I need to do this just in case I lose because then I'll have it as an excuse. Like, that's somebody that's, like... No, man, that's just, it's wild. Wild to, like, to put that on yourself, to use as a crutch, but then still be able to fucking perform. It's bullshit. It's bullshit for every one of us that have done everything right. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. You know what's also bullshit is is uh, Jose not, like, oh, well, he's he's not the 45-pound goat anymore or whatever. Like, which is, that's fucking bullshit. Who said that? Well, they're saying that McGregor is. Nah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the guy's talented. He beat Jose and, and all that shit and, you know, went out there and knocked him out without getting touched. But he never defended the title. And he didn't fight. Like, he didn't fight Frankie. Didn't fight Frankie. Didn't fight Lamas. Didn't fight. Who the hell's up in there? Other ones are up there. Um, he didn't fight Cub. He didn't fight Cub. Right. Okay, you fought Max when Max was friggin' 20 years old. Mm. Just came, I mean, you know, it, it but early in his career, but, but like he didn't fight any of the top guys. I mean, you got a title shot after fighting Dennis Seaver. There's plenty of guys who've gotten title shots off of weird fights. Frankie, Frankie included. Um, yeah. But fight Jim Miller, you get a title shot. What? Fight Jim Miller, you get a title shot. <laughs> A lot of guys got title shots after fighting you. Go fuck yourself, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what the fucked up part is? Is that it was never a title eliminator for me. I know. That's what sucks. Um, they never came to you and said, oh, even this <laughs> is a title eliminator. <laughs> yeah. You know, you win, Nate. You get a title shot. Jim, you win. Well, you got to have to fight the, two or three more even times for the, and we'll think about even it. Even for the Benson fight, it wasn't. Right. I could have gone out and beat Benson. It still wouldn't have meant anything. Would have been... The fastest of 10 wins in the UFC, and there were no guarantees. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, he, he's never he never defended the title. Like, you can't you can't be considered the greatest champion of the – like, well, Aldo, Aldo is still the greatest champion that the division has ever seen because he's the only one that has gone out there and defended his title 
multiple fucking times. Hands down. You know? Like, if Max goes on a run and this is the, the Holloway era, then it's the Holloway era, and that's that's awesome. But in order to be, for, to be an era, he has to stay there and not immediately vacate and and go elsewhere. And that's Up to 170. That's easier said than done because yeah. Frankie's not an easy fight. Cub's not an easy fight. No. There's no easy well, fight. Well, he's not going back to 45s. So that's not no. happening. No. But he's not fighting in 55s either because no, like there's I too said. many hard matches for him there. Like I said, it, Pat said it. If he comes back before the 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 Mayweather fight, he's, that's a stupid mistake. And after that, I mean, he's looking at making. Why is that a stupid mistake? To come back before it? Because yeah. he devalues no, it. No, hold on here. It's a he's no the win. fucking GOAT. He should be able to beat anybody. No, if you're not. the fucking GOAT, no, fight. It's a no win. No, he's not. Billy, um, Billy D says that that fight's never going to happen anyway. What that? fight? The Mayweather fight. The Mayweather fight? Probably not. I think there's too much money involved at this point. Still, and for who? For everybody. Why would it? For why everybody. would it not happen? Floyd like, that's doesn't the thing. need it. Flo- Floyd, Floyd doesn't Floyd, need Floyd's money. Floyd's not going to turn He's it down. Got, what sure the hell? No way. Wh- okay, so he doesn't need another freaking hundred million dollars. Are you going to turn down another hundred million dollars? Nope. No, you're not gonna. Not gonna. Like. He's not splitting it with anybody. Like Connor's, Connor has to split the shit with the UFC. That's such a racket. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> that's such a. That's well, an he's, he's still racket. under contract. He's still I, under yeah, contract. I understand. Uh, it's kind of that's the way. It, hey it's Connor, the way it put your face, your legacy, your body yeah. on the line. And give us half. Make make, you know, fifty million dollars. Fuck yeah. Um, well, it's a friggin' win win for Connor. How's he gonna lose? He gets his ass fucking beat. It, still makes you're fighting money. the fucking. You're fighting the. Well, now there's the goat. Well, Connor I mean, needs to be there's smart. There's the goat. If Connor is getting his ass beat, he needs to shoot and shoot hard. Well, he'll just throw, throw a fucking a leg kick. kick. Yeah, yeah. He'll just throw just a fucking leg kick or a <laughs> liver kick. Kick him right in the fucking Kick him in the fucking liver and drop his ass and then be like, oh, yeah. sorry. I'm done with your pussy. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a knee. I'm just finished. Just rip a knee up there. Oh, it's not. Hey, Amr brings up a, an interesting point. He says that uh, USADA changed the game for Aldo. Uh, I mean, yeah, IV-wise, I think. You know, like, I, I don't know if he's doing anything other than that. But, um, you know, he always cut a lot of weight to make 45. And the IV thing did affect a lot of people. I mean, you can kind of see it in, in performances and... You know, when you fight dehydrated, you're more likely to, to get knocked out. And that's just kind of the way it is. So you, you've seen some guys get knocked out and or rocked, TKO'd, that weren't before the IV ban. Um, so I think it, it definitely did affect him. So You need know. to get that shit straightened out. I don't know how or, or when, but it can't. It's preposterous. The IV ban is preposterous, and I would debate anybody on it that there is no positive side to it. Mm-hmm. It hasn't done anything but made fighting more dangerous and people less hydrated. Yeah, you know, like the thing is, is what if I look at the risks involved in this sport, and you you weigh them out, like what is going to cause me more trouble down the line? Fighting dehydrated 
We're fighting somebody who's been taking some steroids. Fighting dehydrated. Fighting dehydrated. It's been, you know, so. like you're talking about chronic concussion syndrome, CTE, you know, like shit where it's that, that's scary. Like that, it's 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 not like. I mean, having violent outbursts and shit like that. Like that's that's scary shit. Um I mean, you've seen some of the pro wrestlers do do some really fucked up shit cuz they're banging their heads around and granted some they're all on fucking the juice anyway, so but like it uh yeah, I'd rather I'd rather cuz you're not going to, you know, it doesn't make anybody hit harder. You know, it makes them nope. I think there's a little bit of a misconception, too. Like, uh, Matt just asked, did you ever have a weight cut so rough you needed an IV? Um, I IV'd for a long time uh, because it was legal and the, s- the smart thing to do. Um, it, it's without a doubt the most efficient way to rehydrate yourself. You know, like, I probably, in in my UFC career... I probably had one fight where if I showed up to the hospital like like I was about to show up on the scale, um, one fight where they wouldn't have stuck a bag in me. They probably still would have because they're they're extremely uh, you know they're going to do it because it's it makes the most sense of anything. You know, get somebody hydrated. They and feel like shit. They they hit their head. They you know like. You're worried about somebody, you give them fluids. <laughs> and that's like a crazy thing that we should like really key in on. If you go to the hospital yeah. and they're at all questionable, they're going to give you yeah. an IV. Because yeah, the, it's the good only, for you. The only fight was the Alves fight. The Alves fight, I showed up fight week at 162 pounds. I, I, I barely cut weight for that fight, you know. So um, did Tiago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he didn't cut weight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but every other time, you know, like, I mean, shit, most of the time, uh, you know, I come into fight week uh, around 170. Like, if, if I was 160 pounds and I showed up to the hospital, they're going to put two liters in me. You know, they're they're going to hook you up. It's just... I don't know. I I understand what they're trying to stop. They're trying to stop blood doping and and yeah. But how many frigging guys do blood doping in well MMA? I think somebody got banged for it um, in MMA. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I think so. Because um, it's not s- cycling. <laughs> uh, but like, I mean, the thing is, is the 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 timing of it, obviously, and it's hard to. To expect, like, okay, well, the UFC is going to do it. You know, they're going to hire phlebotomists to, to do it. But then, oh, well, I felt like shit. It's your fault. You know, whoever hooked me up, they did something. And there's liability issues and all that shit. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it is it is kind of messed up. Um, but that's the thing. Is it's like it's I'd, – I'd rather not be cutting weight. <laughs> so uh, – there needs, there has to be another way to test for blood doping too. So there, when they test you and you well, fail, you're testing for traces of the bag, correct? 
Yeah, that, I understand uh, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, that's what they're testing for, and it's. I guess it's a extremely expensive test. So, I don't know how often they run it. It's they probably just tell you they're running it, and they might run it on one every hundred. Mm-hmm. You know that they do. Um, there has to be a different test, though. Like, hey, if all you're doing is rehydrating, go ahead and stick a bag in you. Yeah. Or why don't you start well, using the, th- glass the issue? Bottles well, the issue is the issue is that like it because it comes from cycling and. The cyclists would see the testers coming, and they'd go he- get hooked up. So it alters your blood chemistry. It alters the uh, your you know platelet count and all that stuff, diluting the blood. So if you did bl- dope, now you've got a lot more red blood cells in your system, so you're carrying a lot more oxygen. Well, then all of a sudden you pump you know a liter of saline in there, and it doesn't look that bad. So it's the thing is is the timing of it is it's like well nobody's nobody's doping before weigh-ins. Like I mean you're not there would be no point. There'd be well you're you're injecting yourself with a, a fluid. I mean like yeah, it might be not be excuse me, a huge amount. But still, you're you're adding weight to your body. Um so it's kind of counterintuitive. Uh, and it's one of those things that it doesn't, it's a, it's a, it's a quick, um, from what I understand, it's a, it's a kind of a quick thing. Like you don't blood dope and then you're not performing, uh, you know, better having better cardio down the line. So it's not like you do it like weeks in advance and shit like that. Um, it's something you have to do kind of a lot closer to game time. But yeah, I I don't know. It, it's one of those. It's it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like I made moves to take weight off, uh, before all that shit went on because weight cuts were just getting more difficult. Um. So, it, you know, like that Tiago fight and the one, you know the Lozamba fight before that, they were really easy cuts, and then even before that, Gomi was was a really easy one. Um. So it's like guys have made changes, in, you know, in what they do, trying to be closer to weight, you know, so they're not as dehydrated. But still, it the the risk of it is it it sucks. It's it's the you know it's one of the one of the things that you kind of like worry about a little bit. Like what the fuck? I don't want I don't want CTE. <laughs> It just it, to me, it seems like one of those corporate like bullshit things that got mm. caught up, and it doesn't make sense. Well, we used USADA and it was easy. Yeah, well, it doesn't it doesn't translate over. So somebody really should stay step up and say, hey, this is a sport where athletes dehydrate themselves, and a special exception needs to be made mm. for them to rehydrate as efficiently as possible. Mm. Yes, there's a million different things. Well, guys shouldn't cut weight. Guys cut weight. You're not going to get around mm. that unless well, you got rid of weight. California classes. passed the the new regulations or whatever. Um, and the UFC has said that they would support them. Um, so they were going to do hydration tests and all that stuff. Like the issue with that is that, you know, you're, you're not just looking at, you can't just do it at the UFC level. Like you can't just say, oh, well, if you get to the UFC, then you have to abide by these rules. You're talking about an athletic commission for the entire state. You're talking about trying to get every athletic commission to abide by these rules. So now you're going to have to have every fighter 
constantly tested. Could you imagine that way in? Hey, you're on weight, but you're not hydrated enough. So the guy drinks some water. Okay, you're hydrated enough, but you're still a pound over. And then that that could go on for days. That's insane. And then you would have to do what? Like specific gravity on your piss and your weight? Yeah, you'd have That's to do a lot of moving gravity. parts. You know, you'd, you'd have, have to guys missing like yeah, crazy. Yeah, it'd be it. It definitely be something. There's going to be a lot of hiccups uh, in the beginning of it. Um, you know, I mean, like I re- I read through the stuff that they they had passed, and it is some of it's like okay, well, that's a good idea. You know, they want to add more weight classes and all that stuff, but um, some of it's like, like I said, you're you're talking about you need to do this to everybody. You need to. You need to make make the whole sport like that. The whole you want to make the whole sport safer, not just the top. You know, not just the UFC level and and Bellator or whatever. Like from the fucking ground up. The only way to do it is to completely eliminate weight classes. That is the only way to stop. It really is. It really is because it comes down to hey, do you want to fight him? No, <laughs> he's too big. Okay, uh, do you want to fight him? Yeah, I'll fight him. Would like you turn somebody down? Depends on how big they were. Would you fight Mark Hunt? Um, I'm probably not going to get enough money to fight Mark Hunt. I wouldn't fight Mark Hunt. Holy um, shit, man. You know, I would fight up to 185. Easy. Like, I'd easily fight an 85-pounder. 205s starting to get, like, you know, they're fucking big. That's a big difference. Yeah. Like, I can I can walk at 185. You know, so if you got friggin', you know, Weidman or any of these guys, you know, Bisbing having to cut to 85 and I'm not cutting a friggin' ounce, like, I'll fight him. Fucking spar with the beef, you know, my entire career. F- let's fucking do it. I know how to, I know, I know how to compete against a bigger guy. But yeah, Hunt or Derek Lewis. Yeah, I don't know if I get paid enough money. No, those guys. Uh, those that's guys like that's like head kicks, you know, on the ground. Hard, Everybody's man. like, "Oh yeah, you know, the pride days, blah blah blah." That, you know, I I bring that back. I bring it back. Fuck that shit. Those guys that were fighting in pride were getting like half a million dollars in cash, motherfucker, and smuggling that shit across the <laughs> across the border. You know, they're like stuffing it in their shoes to go through customs. Like, I'm not making fucking that kind of money in cash that I'm you know like hiding, like. I got to pay out fucking, you know, 40% of what I'm making. Like, so to to then get kicked in the head while you're on the ground, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Like, this is, this, I, I, I enjoy the fight. I enjoy the competition and, and, you know, I loved watching those guys back in the day and all that shit. But this is a fucking job, man. And, like. A lot of those guys, their careers were a lot shorter, and their their the or their like peak performance was a lot shorter. Oh, absolutely! Like, so it's shorter, but you're making all this money. Okay, well, if I'm making all that money, then I realize that it's going to be shorter. But I'm not making all that money, so it needs to be longer. <laughs> and getting kicked on the head when you know, or stomped when I'm on the ground isn't going to make my career any longer. As a as a close friend of, of you and Dan, I have no desire to see soccer kicks. None. I you know we're stumped. I wouldn't I would I wouldn't I wouldn't be against it if it was like the the right conditions. 
And by conditions, I mean pay. <laughs> you know, like I got, I got no need for that. Uh, I'm not afraid of it. You know, like it, it's, it's just one of those things you have to, you have to prepare for it. You have to prepare for it, and I, it's not that much worse than somebody trying to kick you in the no, head. Or no, I not. mean, they're kicking you in the head when you're standing. Yeah, or it's, it's not. Um, but like I said, I mean, at this point, you know. There, there were, there were guys with fucking boatloads of cash spread between their team, coming across through customs. I want that. It'd be kind of <laughs> cool, right? <laughs> you know, like if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna get kicked in the head, or, or you know, have the risk of getting kicked in the head while I'm on the ground or stomped, then, then I want the risk of getting stopped by customs and getting cavity search because I'm fucking smuggling money. $30,000 yeah. in my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> How much was up your butt? Uh, it was all quarters. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Hey, Josh Hyde is asking, do you think Cole Miller will fight again? If he does, would you fight him? Um, I don't know if Cole's going to fight again. Um, he's not in the UFC, right? Well, he's done. He, he's not. He's not going to fight in the UFC. Um, I know he's unhappy with them. Um, <laughs> I think that's putting it mildly. Yeah, <laughs> putting it mildly is right. Cole's a cool dude. Uh, you know, we grappled each other at uh, at Grappler's Quest out in Vegas at the at the Expo. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's definitely a cool dude. And, you know, he's one of those guys I respect, and of course, I I compete against him. I mean, like. Shit, you know, I, I fought Lozon twice, and, like, we were always cool before before the first time. He pushed me in a goddamn wheelchair before our first fight. <laughs> like, when I fucked my ankle up before the, or uh, in the Diaz fight, a couple couple days later, I went down to uh, Walter Reed to do, uh, like, a tour with them at the, um, you know, it was a guest fighter or whatever for the, for the UFC event that was down there in, I think it was Virginia, the fight was. Um, and I was taking too long because I was on crutches. Uh, so so Lozon pushed me in a wheelchair. And I felt really bad about it because I was in a veterans hospital with, like, you know, guys were coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq and shit. Like, yeah, I tore muscle in my ankle. <laughs> you know, like, like, this is not cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I have no problem doing it. Um, so last night, uh, the fight night in, in, uh, New Zealand, um, main event was Derek Lewis against Mark Hunt. I just want to say Mark Hunt is one of my favorite fighters and he has been since he fought <laughs> Crow Cop, which he just walked through like eight head kicks. Uh, well, yeah. I love Mark Hunt. Yeah. He's a, he's one of those guys. He's got a. Everybody pretty much likes Mark Hunt. How you do know? you not like, like Mark Hunt? Yeah, if you, know, you enjoy fighting, you enjoy Mark Hunt. He's got he's got a history to him, you know. Fight like Who shit. Doesn't like Mark Hunt. I Dana White. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember watching like Hunt. I mean, when I was in like freaking middle school and shit. Like in Pride, he was. I mean, tearing guys up in Pride. Even days. yeah, like. I remember watching him on, like, ESPN2 in some of those kickboxing. I forget what the hell it was. 
you know, it's the K1, but what the hell they call it? I can't remember. Um, you know, yeah, it's like a a teenager. He's forty three. Yeah. yeah, you know, like um, been doing it for twenty three years. Yeah, it's like a a guy that you've. I, I mean, Got his first kickboxing at twenty. It's like that's impressive. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. You know, and he goes out and he fights his ass off and swings for the fences and has the sweetest walk off KOs, like ever. That's a guy too that doesn't. I feel like he doesn't need to hype a fight and say that he's mad at the other guy. He like enjoys the sport. Yeah. He, he gets the KO. He's not like gonna hurt anybody. He's just, I don't know, man. He brings it every time yeah. and he's always classy. Yeah. Um, you know, and he went out and he. I was unsure about how it was gonna go last <coughs> night. Um. You know, because Lewis has ridiculous power himself. Um, and I, I I, thought that Lewis might catch him earlier. Um, but like today's today's podcast has been called, you know, running on empty. <laughs> he gets tired quick. Uh, and, you know, he's one of those hands on the hips kind of guy. And uh, Hunt, <laughs> Hunt capitalized on that. And, you know, he's just one of those guys that he – Hunt is efficient. Like, he's not – he goes out and he throws these hard punches, but it's not like – he's not expending a lot of energy. So it doesn't really seem like he gets tired. It seems too like – not that Lewis is a is a rookie or this is his first fight, but he doesn't have quite the same experience. And no. I couldn't see Mark Hunt gassing himself that bad because he's just – he's got the experience in there that I he mean, would register that and then dial it back accordingly before it got to the point that he couldn't hold his hands up. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lewis has – 20-something fights, right? Like, No, he's 14 or something. No, I thought he had like 18 fucking... Uh, oh, 18 yeah, he's got 22 four. fights. Or 25... Or 23 fights. 18 and 4 with one no contest. Like... He's got a lot of first-round KOs. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like 16 of his 18 wins are KOs and, you know... Yeah, so the then it, it goes back to to how many like, times has he been dragged into <laughs> the deep water. Yeah. But look at... I mean, the, the man's got quite a few UFC fights there. Like, it's not, he's not, he's not a, you know, he's not a rookie. He's got over 10 fights in the UFC. Eight of them didn't make it out of the second. <coughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. Hunt is just, you know, he he's slow and steady <laughs> with ridiculous power. Uh, it was one, like, I was exhausted last night as I was watching it and I was like started to like nod off like right before the fight and I was f I was fighting myself to stay up and then like I'd snap up and it's like oh Rohan hits him you know and then like go back out and then uh I like popped up right as it ended I heard him hooting and hollering and shit replay it um but yeah that's uh Derek is is awesome uh for those of you that uh, that don't follow him on social media, he's freaking hilarious. Um, I, I enjoy his posts. He's terrible. Yeah, I think I think I think we get along. Gotta get him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like his uh, his uh, his cribs, his MTV cribs thing where he showed his uh, his his refrigerator. He's like, 
he opens it and it's full of beer. And then he like stutters a little bit and then like closes it, you know, opens it again. He's got uh kombucha in there. He's like, it's uh com kombuti? Com kombuchi. So now I just call it kombuti to find out. Grab your bottle of that kombuti. Um Brunson had a, a great performance against Kelly last night. Um, you know, Brunson's very dangerous, power. Uh, Kelly's – he's a gamer too, man. He's one of the older guys in in division and, and you know, a four-time Olympian. Um, you know, ridiculous judo and, and very good submissions. Uh, but uh, Brunson was able to capitalize and, and uh, you know, get the – Get the knockout. Brunson needed to do something after the Anderson Silva fight. That fight was so frustrating to me, and I don't like. I wasn't like you said. I wasn't in there. I I have no idea, but it just seems like he didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. And I I wanted him to the whole fight. I was like, mm. you know, just go, 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 go. And he, it was a very frustrating fight to watch because I think it could have been a lot more exciting, and I think Derek could have won it had he just put the pressure on. Yeah. So it was nice to see him kind of get back to himself. Yeah. Um, the uh, hooker had a Ooh. phenomenal knee. Uh, that was, that was a thing of beauty, uh, against Pearson, you know, um, knees are tough because like in this sport, one, you can get taken down and a lot of times like guys that counter and, you know, they're, they're throwing hands and you, you get hit while you're throwing a knee. Um, but he threw a just beautiful, beautiful rear knee up nice and high and caught Pearson right on the button and, and got the job done. Uh, that was a, that was a phenomenal performance. That you know, it was a good fight. It didn't seem like a sloppy knee either. That wasn't no. like throwing, that was, that was time. That was that like, was he's dipping his head. I'm going to throw this one, you know, and Pearson threw hands while he was throwing it and like he was able to dip back and, and uh, you know, avoid getting hit, uh, you know, and, and, and land it. And I feel like I watched it a couple of times, and, you know, after you know what's coming, you can almost see Hooker kind of, like, watching it, marking it, timing it, and then just executing on it. Yeah. He was – it was precision. Which is it's, – it's awesome because it's, like, it's hard to do. <laughs> you know, like, you, you think, like, oh, well, you know, you look at it from the outside and uh, – Oh well, I I would do this, I would do that, but when somebody's putting leather on your chin, it's not always easy to do do that type of shit and and time it, you know. Like sometimes you just gotta throw, <laughs> you know, bite down your mouthpiece, and just friggin' do it. Uh, and and he did. So, whoop, I'm I'm being noisy because I was checking the feed. Um, I'm on it. You're on it. Uh, I can't read it. Click on the next fight, Patrick. Come on, tech guy. Tech guy masquerading as the tech guy. <laughs> there was a heated argument before we went on air about who's who's the real tech guy. Pat's a little... Uh, Jim Jim gets the tech equipment ready for me, so he is the tech fluffer. The tech fluffer. He warms very, it up, very good and then it. I come in when it's time for the show, and I perform. And we're probably not plugged in. And we're probably way. not, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before. It will happen again. Before. 
Um, I am going to just use their nicknames because uh, I'm not good at names. <laughs> the Hulk and Frankenstein. See, those are easy. Yeah. Uh, Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. Um, uh, <laughs> what is it? How do you pronounce his last name? De Silva? Kudala- no. No. <laughs> Come on, Pat. The Hulk. <laughs> Kudalaba? Yeah, I think. Oh, what the hell? It doesn't sound right. Uh, he had a he had a great performance. You know, went out and threw hands and had a good fight. Connected and he's a uh, very intense, very intense dude. Uh, you know, they like show the clip of him in the cage before the fight. It's like hmm, he's fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Gentleman's ready to yeah, fight. He's he's actually ready to fight. That's a nice thing to see. Um, uh, Nguyen's f- uh, performance against Tim Elliott was uh, ridiculous. I mean, Tim Elliott is not an easy fight, man. He's no, you know he's just he's a scrappy dude, and he just got overwhelmed. Like that's the thing. Like I, I Nguyen's not. He's not even. I, what is he? A blue or purple belt or something like that? Like. He's just fast and scrappy and, and, and attacks. Well, he hurt him with the knee. You know? Elliot was hurt. Yeah, but, like, he 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 dominated him on his back. Like, he took the, it was just like, I don't know. It was, he just outpaced him. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been there. I've done it. <laughs> it's fun. Uh... You know, and, and uh, that was a heck of a heck of a performance on his end too. You know, he's very, very quick, very scrappy. But I'd like to see him fight Shorty. I really would. Number twelve, he's gonna be moving up. Shorty's got a big fight coming up. He sure, he does have a big fight coming up. Where's he going to for that one? He's Tennessee. going to Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Are you from Tennessee? It's the only ten I see. <laughs> Pussy. Uh, yeah, no, sure he's got a big fight coming up and hopefully gets back to his winning ways and performs. You know, he's got a nice full camp for this one, not like his last one. So, um, But, yeah, I'd like to see him fight either one of these guys. He belongs in that division. He really does. Uh... Go to the next one, Patrick, because that's another name that I'm not going <laughs> to. Volkanovsky, right? Nailed it. Did. Hirota. I did. And Hirota. Hirota. Uh, another great fight, man. Guys went out there. Um, scrapped. You know, um, Alexander's definitely very, uh, it was aggressive. Put the pressure on him. You know, they kept making it like he's the the this tiny tiny one forty five pounder. I don't really think he is. Like, I think he wrote this. Uh, you know, his dude's cut up. He's pretty big. He's like for for Japanese fighter standards, he's kind of jacked. You know, um, but I don't I don't think Alexander's that small. Like, but he went out and he he put the pressure on him and and fought hard and. 
got the W. It was a good card. Guys went out and performed. And I want to go to New Zealand. To go on the Lord of the Rings tour? I, no, I want to go shoot animals. <laughs> Maybe we can incorporate both of those. Yeah, yeah. What the hell are you doing over there? Besides resting the beer on your belly. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. See, who's belly shirting today? I can see belly. No, you can't. I can see belly on the side here. <laughs> side belly. Yeah, a little side, side belly. belly. It's like side boob, but not nearly as great. Yeah. Not nearly as great, but <laughs> but it's uh, well, it's I mean it it leaves a little bit to the imagination. So it does. Yeah, it's a lot more abundant than yeah. side boob. <laughs> so, um, there are a couple cards coming up. Big cards coming up. There's um, uh, home is fighting uh, Korea, Besh. Besh Korea. Um, and then there's a the Bellator card coming up. A lot of good fights coming up. Um, Kiesa against Lee. And Johnson Gaethje. Or Gaethje. Sorry. Um, and then my fight. So UFC's got a lot of cards coming up. Big ones. A um, bunch of internationals. Still, I think. And then uh, and then back to Vegas. Big Bellator card with uh, Vander Vanderlei and Sonnen. And who else is on that one? Do you remember? I'm not sure. You're not sure? To be honest with you. I'm not sure how I feel about, about Vanderlei fighting. N not that... Not to take anything away from him, and I'm sure he's he's still going to be competitive. And mm -hmm. I don't know; it just seems like he should be. I'd love to see Vanderlei coaching, you know, a team and and in somebody's corner. I just I feel like he's done enough. He's been through some wars, and mm. I don't. I'll always be a huge fan, but I'm not sure I want to see him fight anymore. Mm. Did you see um, the Glory card? Um, um, I. Their names are escaping me. But two dudes are fighting. Guy lands a, a, a knee. A high, you know, throws a nice high knee. Hits the guy in the chin. He turns around. <laughs> but, saw this. You know, like must have rang the bell in his brain. Turns around like the like the round is stopped. So the other dude comes back. Boom. Right hook around. Knocks him out cold. You know, ref runs him to the corner. You know, the ref never stopped it. Until he was, you know, dude was unconscious. The ref was actually saying, "Keep fighting." Yeah, no, no, yeah, so. no. He was hurt by that knee. Like he was, his, his freaking brains were scrambled by that knee. Um, like, what three or four dudes from the crowd jumped into the into the ring, and the one dude landed a good shot on him. Like, guys, like up on the up on the ropes. Doing keep burping. Um, and uh, <coughs> this guy like lunges forward. They must have been like team teammates or something like that, or family. Uh, you know, nobody, nobody from that I saw like writing about it knew anything about like who they were. Um, I have the names, but we can't pronounce <laughs> yeah, them. So no. it's, it's irrelevant. Uh, Myrtle, Groanhart, uh, Gregorian. Um, you know, I've seen him fight a couple times, and. Um, yeah, he he got he got knocked out pretty good, but yeah, it was like 
It was ridiculous. Like three or four dudes just come in and start fighting him. And Gregorian's coach starts like ripping him off this guy, you know, which is he's supposed to do. You know, it's like it's good to see because it's like that's something that you're supposed to do. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if my you know if my fighter loses a fight and then somebody's like attacking their opponent, you bet your ass I'm gonna like come in there and Judy chop somebody in the neck. Unless it's something dirty like uh, like uh, Henzo. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> the old brawl, the brawl down in in Rio or wherever. Who's that? Those Henzo Marquardt and Almeida. Oh no, that was that was in Japan. Um, the 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 Marquardt uh, Almeida one where yeah Almeida triangled them and then Marquardt no, guillotined them, guillotined them. Uh, he like tapped, Marquardt tapped, Ricardo held it. The ref breaks him. He comes up. Marquardt hits him. Henzo slides through the rope. Henzo keeps Boots him in the face, helps him up, and hugs him. And it's like (laughs) (laughs) all in the span of like a second and a half. Uh, No, I thought you were going to talk about the time that Henzo got cut with the box cutter. The the brawl in in Brazil where he's fighting a guy and the guy's like he submitted him. The guy tapped and then continued the fight after Henzo let go. And they so they're just like going at it. Henzo got pressed up against the fence and the got cut with a knife by the the guy's corner. Is there a video of this? I don't think this is like olden days. This is a Henzo story. Yeah, and uh, brawl ends up going outside the cage. Um, Henzo like chokes the guy unconscious outside the cage or something like that. You know, and there's just a freaking melee going and. Uh, apparently the guy that cut him didn't survive the night. So. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, well, it's kind of what you get, dude. Yeah, you're not supposed to kill people, right? <laughs> you know? like, that's the rule. Uh, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> we don't we don't know what happened to him. I understand. Found in an alley somewhere, but it's Brazil. It's the Wild West sometimes. <laughs> um, I would like to have Henzo on. The stories that, that he could tell. Yeah, seriously. Uh, guys, I, I saw him recently at uh, one of the tournaments uh, that, that Brooke competed at not too long ago uh, when Ricardo competed. Ricardo did a, um, a super fight, and so did Brooke, uh, our little mascot, team mascot, gym mascot. Brooke's the a scariest, one of the scariest people in the <laughs> gym. She just bumped up. She bumped. She she weighed in 110 pounds and she bumped up to 132s in the women's division. She was like 15, 14, 15 years old, and she bumped up and she's going against like 26 year old women that weigh outweigh her by 20 pounds. And just hammering. And she them. took yeah, she took uh, gold and two silvers. She's a monster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw Henzo there, and, and you know, it's like, look out, Amanda. Yeah, <coughs> I don't know if she'll ever get that big. I think she'll be a a fifteener. If she she'll be successful at yeah. whatever, if she wants to stay in jujitsu and yeah. fight, she's she's impressive. Yeah. Actually, I I met Henzo at it was a a local fight. I think it was one of Dan's fights. And I had on the Henzo Gracie shirt, and it <coughs> said Miller Brothers mm-hmm. on the back. 
And those, like, it was in Atlantic City, and it was always a shit show in the crowd. There was always somebody trying to start a fight. There mm. was, I've never been to a local show where there wasn't a fight yeah. in the crowd. And uh, I'd gone, I was going to get some beers. I've been to a UFC fight where there wasn't yeah. a fight exactly, in the crowd. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's just, it's <laughs> a shit show. So I was going to grab some beers, and uh, it was pretty crowded. I was, like, sliding along. And all of a sudden, I just got, like, slapped in the <laughs> chest and the back pretty hard and shaking a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, here we go. And I turned, and he's like, my man, I love your shirt. And it was fucking Henzo yeah. Gracie. I was like, holy shit, man. That was pretty <laughs> damn cool. He grabbed me. It wasn't like I saw him and wanted an autograph. He yeah. was like, I love that shirt. I love the Millers. Have a great night. Yeah. Thanks, Henzo. Yeah, you have a great night, too. Uh, yeah. You know, like. Jamie's what I think is eighth, eighth black belt. You know, and and Birdman used to train with them before Jamie started. You know, so there's there's plenty of stories. <laughs> uh, you know, Brazilian time. Henzo would show up half hour late, drive by the place, throw the keys out the window to somebody. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah. So you wanted to talk about some parenting stuff, Pat. You were really, you were, you wanted to like get into some shit here. You know, we just swore and we're talking about fighting and all that stuff. And Pat wanted to show his soft side. I don't know if it's my soft side because you, I don't, I don't know how I, I weigh in on this debate because there's a yeah. lot of like discipline and and it's not, it's not always easy. It's not like you're just pushing kids on a swing. Yeah. You push them over off the swing. Off the swing. And then you grind their face in the dirt and, and you, you tell them to get up and suck it up. Daddy just made you a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how you make somebody a man. No, it's, it no, hasn't worked yet. They're going to be like, you know, 17. You know, hopefully they're that point. Then they'll be made a man. But <laughs> it'll be awkward and, you know. Probably in your house. No, it is. It's a. <laughs> it's it's pretty. It's pretty awesome, and it's it's one of those things that I'm like constantly evaluating how it's going, and mm -hmm. you know, there's there's. Don't think about it too much. Yeah, I think you I, I make probably do. Fucking crazy. <laughs> I do overanalyze it for yes, sure. Don't. Every interaction. Don't. Like, mm -hmm. Why doesn't he want to play catch today? What do <laughs> <I> do? <laughs> and the cats in the cradle <laughs> and the silver spoon. <laughs> It is. It's like, I feel like it's, uh, so I have three. <coughs> we have uh, two boys, and we just had a daughter. She's turning uh, She's turning one year next month, actually, mm -hmm. which or this month. You should probably, as a, as a good parent, you should know their birthdays. Yeah, so once, you, once you hit, like, one. two, no, yeah, once you, I still, like, you go to, like, pick up a kid's prescription or something like that, and it's like, what's the birthday? Um, well, it's not the one that's in June. Is it in September? <laughs> Give me a hint. Um. <laughs> What's yeah. their name? What's the kid's name we're talking about? Well, then I got to call my wife. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, Meg gives me crap for that all the time. And we, <coughs> we went to CVS. We went through the drive-thru. And I had to pick something up for Jack. Mm -hmm. So <coughs> while we were pulling in, I mentally prepped myself. I'm like, all right, Jack, you're going to ask his birthday. Jack is what? He's August. He's August, what? 8, 6, oh 08. That's how I remember. I'm like, money. So mm -hmm. I go there. Picking up for Jack, I nail his birthday. Like I'm the best dad. And they're like we have a prescription for Finn too. I was like, oh great, yeah, well, he's in the car. We'll take it. He's like, what's Finn's birthday? I was like, motherfucker. 
you bitch. <laughs> I wasn't prepped for this. This what's is not the, part of the, the deal. Because you don't even need the year. You just need the day. Yeah. Ugh. Like, that's the year. The year is the one that gets me. It's like, oh, forget the year. What? How long is the million? <laughs> you know, you're like going through it in your brain. It's like, 2010. 2010. Okay. She's the easy one. <laughs> Meanwhile, my wife is like, oh, today is your second cousin's girlfriend's best mm-hmm. friend's birthday. I'm like, how the fuck? I can't even remember my birthday. Yeah. How do you, how could you keep all that stuff in your head? She's got it. She's got it on file. Mm. So Katie's birthday is uh, my youngest is coming up. And I would say that it's crazy how I treat Katie versus, and she's young. She's mm. she's only a year, but she's like a girl, and she's super cute, and she's super precious. And the boys, I felt like I always wanted to, like, rough them up. And, mm. you know, not it just I had less uh, less sympathy for whining, and Katie, I just want to hold her. Mm-hmm. Just let her do whatever she wants. I'm ruining her for, yeah. Yeah, you for are. ever being a good member of society, <laughs> but I can't help it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you have the same problem. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, like Amelia doesn't I mean Amelia was never like she wasn't she's never been like like that. You know, like like Cassidy's like manipulative. Like, oh daddy, 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 daddy you know, and it's like bitch (laughs) i know what you're doing like yeah we'll watch trolls for the eighth time today you know (laughs) like and she knows all the songs i had one like that name was jim yeah Mm -hmm. it's a payback came came back around yep significantly cuter payback yeah yeah well something about those third kids they're just the awesomest it's just the way it is. The Look way it is. Manipulative. Manipulative? Yeah. They got the whole thing scoped out and they can yeah. assess what the other two have done wrong up to yeah. this point and figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Wyatt got like, Wyatt was like the other day, my older son, he's five and a half. He's like, I want to go to Tractor Supply to buy a tractor. I was like, a field tractor? Or a toy tractor. He's like a toy, like a little one, like this big with a trip with a trailer. I'm like, were you gonna use your money? He's like, yeah. He's like, I got, I got my piggy bank. I was like, so we get to smash your piggy bank. He's like, no, you can't smash it. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's the fun of a piggy bank. <laughs> so you know, like he begged me, and like, all right, well, you know, let's wait like a couple of days. I had to bring uh, Amelia. She just turned uh, seven, so she outgrew her bike, and Amelia's freaking eight feet tall at this point. So I needed to get her a decent sized bike. So uh so I was like, all right, we'll go to tractor supply, you know, and like I'll get the kids some toys and shit like that. And Angel's like, pick up chickens. Like I'm not picking up chickens. Like live chickens? Like chickens. Yeah. She's like, get chickens and I was like, well, we don't have a coop. We'll buy a coop. I'm like, I'm not buying a coop because I could build a coop. You know? Your wife green lighted you on chickens she and did. a coop and you didn't buy them? They didn't well they didn't have any chickens there. You're a disappointment. Uh, and I was like, I put her a book on chickens, like the idiot's guide to chickens. <laughs> <laughs> First thing is like, be prepared to bring the chickens home. Um, yeah, she like, uh, like impulsed that she wanted chickens because when I cook eggs for my family, we eat at minimum 14 eggs. Um, so she's like, yeah, we need chickens. So first, you know, we're on the we're on the ride. And it's me and my older two, and and 
uh, they start asking about like chickens and eggs and stuff like that. They're like, oh, what came first? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's like, can we keep some of the eggs so that, that we can have baby chickens? And I was like, well, it doesn't work like that because we're not getting a boy chicken. So the boy chickens lay the eggs that have the, the babies in them? I'm like, no, no. So we ended up having... Danger, danger, <laughs> danger. <laughs> no, it wasn't danger. It was hilarious. I wish I had freaking filmed it. Like, I should have took my phone and, like, stuck it on the dash and, and started filming this because it went on for, like, 15 minutes. And it's like, no, listen. The boy chicken, the rooster, and the mommy chicken, the hen, they need to love each other so that they can make baby chickens. <laughs> and if... The hen, the mommy, doesn't have a, uh, a rooster that loves her. She makes the eggs that we end up eating, you know. But if they love each other, that's when the babies are. So the, the rooster doesn't lay any eggs? No, no, the rooster doesn't lay any eggs. Like, <laughs> it just went on and on, and <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um, so we went and we, like, you know, I got manipulated to buying him some toy tractors and stuff. And, you know, like. Got some stuff for the other kids. You get a bike? We got a bike. Yeah, got a got a big bike for Amelia. You got gears on it? No, it doesn't. I the place we went, they didn't have any ones that you should get fit on that were ten speeds yet. So it's it's more like a you know like a freaking BMX like it's a it's a boy's bike. You know, boys being that it's just got a different size frame. She's freaking f over four feet tall. She's pretty good at riding her bike, too. She is good. She has very good balance. She's very good at riding her bike. Um, so, she, she got it down. So, I, I got manipulated into buying <coughs> a cello. A cello? A fucking cello. <laughs> what? So, Jack, Jack my, is my <laughs> oldest, and he's, he's eight. <coughs> and uh, he came home, like, months ago, and he had a recorder. He's like, I got this recorder. He's so pumped about it. I was like, all right, you got to practice it. I think he practiced it maybe once. And uh, he did have a recorder concert <coughs> that was pretty good, but he cannot play the recorder. Mm. It's it's atrocious. Mm. So Who uh, can play the recorder? Nobody. Nobody. So that's why I'm, like, giving him a pass. So he comes home, and he's like, well, we're, uh, they're doing stuff with band. And he said he wanted to play the fiddle. Well, he said that's violin, but I called it by its real name. <laughs> and... Uh, or he wanted to play the drums. <laughs> right. So I played. They're technically different instruments. I played Charlie Daniels all day. And I'm yeah. like, hey, make the right decision. So he yeah. comes home and uh, he's got like this thing. And it's like, I chose the cello. Like, you chose the cello. And he said, you could play Star Wars on it. He loves Star Wars. And he, you could play the, somebody played the Star Wars <coughs> theme song. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. On the cello. So now that's what he wants to play. So I'm like, all right, whatever you want. And uh, I look and it's a cello rental. For the school year, for $175. Mm. It's like, man, that sounds crazy. That's a lot of money to rent a cello. So I looked it up on Amazon, and I could buy a cello for 185 So mm. I was like, fuck that, man. I'll smash this thing after for 10 bucks. It would be great. And uh, But I had the conversation, and Meg was like, you're being negative. I was like, I'm not buying this because you're not going to practice. He's like, no, I'm going to practice. I was like, you're not going to practice. And I know you're not going to practice. So here's how it works. Mm. I buy a cello. You play with it for two days, and then it I trip over it in the basement, and I throw it out next year. And he's like, no, I'm going to practice. So we made a deal that I buy the cello, but when he does not practice the cello, he has to buy it off of me for a full retail value. <laughs> so it's only it's a, it's two months before I get my money back. Yeah. But we have a, uh, a cello arriving tomorrow. Thank you, Amazon. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> instant. <laughs> yeah. 
pretty good. Cello. That's it though. That I like for me that's the hardest part of parenting. There's like daily cello struggles. Right? <laughs> like like I think everybody you know, your parent if a bear came out of the woods, you would fight a bear. If there was a runaway car, you would jump in front of the car. But like every day being on and not being like you cannot have a fucking cello. Mm. First of all, you're gonna turn into a pussy if you play the cello. Second of all, you're not gonna play the cello. And third of all, I don't have an extra hundred and eighty five dollars. No fucking cello. That's what I wanted to say. But I tried to be like supportive and you know, maybe he's probably gonna play like Carnegie Mellon and be <laughs> the best cello player ever. And it is pretty cool. We started watching videos <coughs> and mm -hmm. if he gets good at the cello, I'll make him like follow me around with it. Yeah. Like, play that song again, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Play my theme music. <laughs> Play it, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> For a little bit, Wyatt got on this kick where he wanted me to buy him a real tractor. And I'm like, Wyatt, you're five years old. You're not getting a real tractor. You know, and he would, like, ask me every day for, like, two weeks. And then he would get upset about it because I'd say no. I'm like, no, like, dude, listen, you're not getting a real tractor. Like, you can't. You can't have a real tractor. Why? You know? Your uh, your lawnmower doesn't count? My lawnmower does not count. It's not a real tractor. It's a piece of shit. It's what it is. Worst cutting lawnmower ever. But why it doesn't, he won't let it fly. No. It's not a tractor. No, it's not a real tractor. I'm going to get him a tractor. I'm getting one from work. I'm going to bring it home. All right. And Kubota, I'm gonna be the Kubota BX. Yeah, yeah, Kubota, yeah. no problem. I want it. I want it. <laughs> no, you're going to be allowed to have it. It's going to be Wyatt. No, yeah, I want it. <laughs> Big Wyatt. Daddy wouldn't get this for I was you. looking I at him. You. I was looking at him. I was like, uh, when the tractor was, my lawn tractor wasn't running, I was like, you know what? If I just get one of the subcompacts, I can I can cut the lawn with it. And then. You get a mower deck on it. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll have some, some, some tools. They're pretty nice. Yeah. And I know a guy that can get me a good price on one. You do. Yep. You do. Slightly used. Slightly used. Well maintained. Uh, I'm going to just drop it off. Yeah. Why? Who's <laughs> the best? <laughs> Who's the best uncle? I'll, be, I'll never be beat after that. <laughs> no, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> uh, the the thing that got us on, like, that, that Pat was adamant about talking about the parenting thing was when I went to the fighter retreat. Like, I noticed something, and it stuck out on me, on me. It stuck out to me. Um, you know, having the kids and, and trying to teach them to be, you know, members of society. Like, Watch your luck. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, you know. I had four, and they couldn't be members of society. Excuse me? <laughs> you can well, no, that. that's not entirely <laughs> failed. You Karen is yourself. a very good member of society. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's a little bit of a bleeding heart, but um like you know, I try to teach my kids manners and, and being polite and and doing the right thing in public and you know, and, and obviously at home, but like so like I had taken my my oldest to uh I brought her here. It was like bring your bring your daughter to work day. So I brought her here, and uh, you know I trained and had her hip pads a little bit, and played around, did some cardio, went for a bike ride. So then I took her to lunch, and I uh, we get done with our lunch, and I get up, you know, push my chair back in, and 
Like I'm going out and she just stands up and she starts walking out. Well, then she's noticed that I pushed my chair back in. So she turned around, went and pushed my chair back in. And, you know, like you notice, you notice like uh, those little things. It's like, oh, man, you know, like I was really proud of her. And while we're at the, the, the fighter retreat, uh, one of the talks uh, that they did, and it was actually the one that there's kind of some, some articles written about and some drama um, where some of the, the UFC sponsors, representatives uh, spoke. Um, the uh, welterweight champion, uh, Tyron Woodley, was sitting next to me, you know, and he, everybody, you know, gets up when they're leaving, and he stands up, and he slides his chair back in. And, like, you can't, I kind of just, like, you glance around the room because I noticed it, and a vast majority of the people just kind of, like, bailed out, leaving everything all fucking a mess. And it just it just stuck with me. It's just one of those things that's like, yeah, okay, well, that's pretty, like, I don't know. It was just something that, like, I don't know what it meant. <laughs> you know, the guy's got manners. And I appreciate that. I noticed it, and I appreciate it. I think that's, like, that's the biggest point. It's the little stuff. It's those, like, tiny like, little battles. His mom probably fought with him every day for the first 10 years of his well, life. And she was like, push your <coughs> fucking chair in. And she didn't give up the battle. And it just, like, sets you up for, for bigger things. You cannot ignore the the details and then be successful at the bigger picture. I don't, I don't know if, like, I, I mean, yeah, we got clean your room, make your bed. You know, I mean, like, what do you mean? What's that? <laughs> What's that shit? Well, you know, did you? I had my cor- I had my cu- corner, Dad. Like all my shit, all my shit was in a corner, like the size of like one of these freaking pillows. Yeah. Like everything that I owned was in this little cubby, you know, piled up. <laughs> it was a mess in there, but all my stuff was in there. Uh, but like, I don't. There are certain things that I don't rem- like. That wasn't something that, like, hey, push a chair, push a chair. You know, like, oh, you, I, everybody's gotten them. Whoa, you're raising a barn? You know, like, push a chair. Well, like, listen, you I don't think it has to be, like, manners or. But it, it's got to be the little things that add up, though. Yeah. And, but I mean, it's. For me, it's like, I didn't have. To, I didn't tell my daughter to do it. She did it because I did it. Mm-hmm. You know? And. The way that I try to parent is that, or you know, obviously you have to tell them certain things, but you also have to lead by example. Like, you know, I'm not a douchebag like my father is, so there are certain things. Don't make that face, fat. So you haven't told her about lying yet, obviously. <laughs> you know, so there's certain things that I didn't pick up from my parents, but uh, you know, there are certain things that like. There's there's a lot that you that you seem to teach them through just your actions and the what what they see, not what they hear. Yeah, it's probably more important. You know, like the old man's a I mean, douchebag, but he had a pretty damn impressive work ethic. And he was I always. I have never seen him be impolite in public. You know, I've seen him yell at a guy that was riding his bike. (laughs) 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 I, you know, but I was older then. But like, you know, (laughs) and that one was fucking awesome. Uh, 
The guy did deserve it. From he deserved. What I've heard. He, he deserved it, and he, I almost felt bad for him. You got to tell the story now. <laughs> he can tell the story. We're, my parents live on uh, this this road that it's kind of like they're they're two blind corners at you know it's this hill and up the top. It's and we're a, at both. It's a blind, yeah, and there's a little bit of space at the the top, but then at the bottom, it's it's pretty. It's like right there at their their. It's not even a driveway. It's kind of a pull-in. And we're backing out of the driveway, and it's my my brothers and my dad. I don't even know where we're going. Uh, and we're backing out, and, you know, we're, like, out in the road. And if there was a car coming, the car would have stopped. Um, and there's this guy on his bike, and he comes zipping down the road. You know, it's like a 30, and he's – He's doing like 40 miles an hour down the road. Yeah, it's a steep hill. And uh, he like whips around us and he yells, fuck you, you know. And so, so this asshole, fuck me, fuck you. And like, you know, we're in a Woody station wagon, like lights him up in reverse. Like it flies down the road after this guy, and he's got his head out the window screaming at him the whole time. <laughs> Fuck you, you piece of shit. It's my right. You know, so we get down to the guy to the bottom of the road, and it's not too far. And it's like, uh, you know, it comes to a T stop sign, and, and the guy stopped, and he's like waiting to, to turn uh, left, and we're going right. And like, so we come up like next to him. And dad is just like out the window, like, fuck you, motherfucker. I can back out of my own fucking driveway if I fucking want to. Fucking shit, fuck, fuck. Just like this guy's sitting there shaking on his bike. <laughs> like, like trembling, <laughs> trembling. And it was, it was pretty awesome. You know, he didn't say another word. No, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't say, he didn't say shit after that. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think he, he expected that type of response. You know? He probably didn't get a real good look at who was in the car, <laughs> and then when he saw size of the old man, he, I don't was, think he, he thought yeah, better. I don't of even it. think he cared who was in the car. You know, I, I, I thought he probably thought that he wasn't going to <laughs> meet up with them. <laughs> you know, twenty seconds later, um, but like that, <laughs> I've always seen him be polite. I've always seen him hold doors open. I've always seen him say excuse me. I've always seen him. You know, say thank you. It's never been like I've never been told to do those things. Like it's just that I've seen my parents do them. So, so I try to lead by example and swear at bikers if I have the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> swear at everybody. Swear, yeah, swear at everybody. Everybody it that depends. deserves. It everybody depends. that deserves it. I mean, the the, <laughs> the two girls outside of Panera's. I mean, that's, see, that's a pet peeve of mine. The pet peeve of mine is people like at Stop and Shop that park in a no-parking zone because they're too friggin' lazy to walk from a parking spot. Well, the one day I went to Panera's, and there's a car. You know where Panera's is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a thing coming out like if you went to Green Beans, that little pass-through. Yeah. Well, there's a car sitting parked in the pass-through on the side of the thing. I mean, and it's, you know. I don't know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. So I go in just to get a cup of coffee, and there's two young girls in there, you know, I mean, early 20s, ordering something, getting something. Well, they get their order. I get my coffee, and I go out. Well, they come out. I got in my truck, 
and I'm pulling out. Well, they were facing towards green beans, so they mm. were in the wrong way on the, the right side. So they were on the wrong side of the road on the right side to pull <coughs> through, and they parked there. Well, I pull up in front of them then because there's a car coming the other way, so I couldn't go around. So, of course, I'm a douche. You know, so I pull we've, up. We've, we've right, established that. I, yeah, I pull up right in front of them, and I'm sitting right in front of them. And the car comes through. Well, you know, she wanted to pull forward. She didn't want to back up. So she's sitting there, and the, the two of them are looking at me, you know. So I was like, well, back up. Well, the one girl sticks her head out the window, and she's like, fuck you, old man. What do you mean <laughs> you're not going to back? I was like, fuck me, old man. I said, <laughs> Look, there's a parking spot right over there. Why the hell didn't you park over there? I said, what the hell are you doing sitting there? And she says again, no, fuck you, old man. I said, tell you what, girls. I said, as lazy as you two are, you couldn't fuck me, the both of you, because you can't walk from that spot. I was like, seriously? You're parked right there? I was like, really? So I'm arguing with two 20-something girls. Who won? Who backed up? They did. Because nice. <laughs> nice. I wasn't moving. That's all I that was you know, screw you. I mean, really? You, you, you're you that lazy that you have to park right there? Yeah. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, you know, that that's, that's a pet peeve. I mean, I can't stand that. So does it bother you when you go to, like, Home Depot and it's drizzling and there's fucking 18 trucks parked underneath the contractor pickup zone? Like, yeah, well, dude, <laughs> sack up, man. <laughs> like it, it, it's a little rain. Park in a parking spot and then come in and pick up. I did actually do that two weeks ago. I had uh, I had a yard and a half of topsoil <coughs> on the bed, and it was raining pretty hard. And I was just nervous if she got too much heavier, mm. so I, I did park under there. And I, I kind of felt like most of the time they're not. Well, yeah, at least you felt embarrassed about it. It was. I yeah. slinked in. And I bought a two-by-four just to, like, yeah. have something on my shoulder when I came out. I didn't need it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, uh, I... We, we, we kind of got off on a tangent there. So, I'm, I'm not polite like, in public. Wait, it's not that you're not polite. You're just... You, you just have zero filter. <laughs> zero filter. Zero. And you're 60 fucking years old, so. You don't have to be polite anymore yeah, at that at, point. At 60, you know. I mean. Well, I just, that, like I said, that's a pet peeve. I just can't stand that. Because you'll see little old ladies that'll park at the stop and shop and they'll walk from, mm-hmm. you know. They won't even park in the handicap. They'll move, you know, 10 sp- parking spots. And it's always some people freaking <laughs> stop there yeah. and they run in and drop off a movie or they run in and it's just like you're should, probably late to get to the gym I should key him probably <laughs> key their car <laughs> <laughs> that would not be the appropriate behavior <laughs> but I wouldn't be against it no you know sometimes things need to happen and as long as they happen and nobody finds out Win-win. Yep. So what do we got next weekend? We got no fights, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see about getting uh, getting somebody on here. I'm nice. Gonna, I'm gonna pull some strings and and uh, make some not phone calls, but maybe send some texts because you know phone calls are lame. Nobody makes phone calls. They're anymore. so 1995. Um, 
Yeah. So we'll see if we can get a guest on here and we can figure out our new mixer. It could be <laughs> with, a, with a mix minus. Um, so that'll be fun uh, because the 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 real tech guy will will get all that stuff worked out. And that'll be good to go by the time we broadcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you, uh, thank you, much, thank you very much for tuning in, guys, and uh, thanks for tuning into the Jim Miller podcast. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning into the Jim Miller podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast so that we can keep bringing you more. Also, check out jimmillermma.com to stay up to date with everything that's going on. Thanks. Mm-hmm.